Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Serving Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm glad. I'm good, man. Glad to have you back, man, as always. So, you know, we got we got a busy day. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the NBA draft. Um you know, um, give you know, give a little summary about that. Also, talk about um, you know the uh, you know what's going on with the um, you know uh, WWE, the Money in the Bank, the controversial situ- situations that happen at the the bank, uh, especially uh, pertaining to the the women's the first ever woman uh, uh, divas match. Uh, you know, the latter match. Uh, for the for the uh, money in the bank, and uh, you know we'll talk uh, baseball and you know, hey, never know what anything else basically. So, yeah, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, listening to the show. Uh, this latest episode uh, at its uh, special time uh, today uh, should be back to its regular time next week. Um, well, actually, oh, next week there won't be one because unless the uh, I'll do it on another day. It won't be on a regular day because I'm I'm going to be out uh, next Saturday. But I'll, I'll see if I can try to do it um, sometime this week. But um, in any case, you know, I want to thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of Sports Urban Legend. He's more calling Matthew. I'm Wayne Ramon. And uh, without further ado, let's let's just dive right into this draft. And uh, as expected. Um, after the Celtics and the 76ers swap picks, the first and third pick, um, it was no surprise that the 76ers selected Fultz uh, to be uh, the number one pick. And then number two, another non-surprise uh, was was basically uh, Lonzo Ball uh, being drafted number two by the Lakers, you know, after his father was pretty much lobbying for the Lakers to, to sign him, you know, sign his son. And, uh, you know, especially with the Lakers, uh, ball sign with the Lakers, you know, you, you got that big market team, one of the most successful as an NBA history, uh, second only to the Celtics in championship wins. Um, you know, the, um, the especially if Lando Ball could get the, the – get the Lakers to, you know, within his uh, tenure, you know, as a Laker player, you know, to a, a championship caliber team in a few years. Nobody would buy $495 shoes. Mm-hmm. So it's ludicrous right now. It's more ludicrous than, than the actor from Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> what you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I suspected, you know, those guys went uh, number two. And then, uh, you know, most notably also on the Knicks side, 
uh, as expected, Knicks drafted um, uh, Frank Nilakina. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because the T is silent. So it's uh, Frank Nilakina, you know. So, you know, um, as expected, Knicks drafted him. You know, some people were, were shocked, you know, that um, that they passed – they passed um, Monk and Green, but I mean, when you think about it, it's not really a surprise because um, it, it was well known that Knicks wanted to draft a guy who, who, who was suited for the triangle offense because, you know, Phil Jackson was obsessed with the triangle offense because it got him uh, 11 championships with the Bulls and the Lakers. I mean, I'm, well, yeah, I, I did say that right. The Bulls and the Lakers. And obviously, having Kobe Bryant and Shaq and uh, Jordan and Pippen in, you know, Chicago, you know, I, obviously, I guess it didn't play a factor in his triangle offense winning. But ne- nevertheless, uh, you know, the triangle offense has been very successful for him. So he drafted a 18 year old. Uh, Nilakina, and he's hoping that uh, they can form a young nucleus. Uh, Nilakina, Porzingis, St. Jesus did not treat him, even though there was a scare that they were going to get rid of him. You know, after uh, you know the organization had bad blood with him, after he skipped the meeting at the end of the season, and um, you know, to disassociate himself with the with the franchise because of the you know the this this function going on with this with this uh, organization, mostly highlighted by how they treated Charles Oakley. Uh, but uh, what's your thoughts on it? You know what what went down in the draft night? Well, uh, you know, I there wasn't any there wasn't many surprises. I mean, you mentioned Ball going to the Lakers; that was expected. Um, Knicks drafting Nilakita. Um, you know, from what I've seen. Um, as far as the highlights, Nilakina looks like he could be a good player. I mean, the kid is playing professional over in in France. You know, he's playing against um, you know guys that are in their 30s and 40s over there. Um, so you know, he's already playing against men. You know, and he's he's gonna face a fierce competition here in the U.S. Of course, because you know European mm-hmm. basketball is much different than, uh, you know, the basketball here in the U.S. Um, over there in Europe is much more team-oriented. And over here, some, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of isolation plays. So, I mean, he'll have to adjust right. as far as, uh, you know, basketball strategies over here. Um, but, you know, from the highlights I've seen, the, the kid can play defense. He has long wing, wingspan. Um, you know, he's yeah, not scared he's to drive to the basket. Um, he's pretty long. He's 6'5". And he's probably going to grow maybe an inch or two more. And he's only, what, 19 years old, I think, right? Or I think 18. Oh, I think he might have just turned 19. Now that, something now that, like that. Now that you mention it. Yeah. So, so, he was 18. Yeah. And so, you know, 18 or 19. But, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he has potential to succeed in the NBA. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll put him in the starting line right away. He'll probably work off the bench and – play behind Derrick Rose if Knicks uh, decide to bring back Derrick Rose. So uh, I thought it's a, it was a good pick. I mean, I'm not down on it. It's, 
you know, it, we have to see what this kid is about. You know, um, we don't know much about him. We've just seen highlights of him. So we'll, we'll have to see uh, what type of player he turns into when he joins the team. Yeah, absolutely. Another news about the Knicks in the draft. They drafted uh, Damian Dotson, who, um, you know, he, he's a great defensive guy, uh, scored 17 points a game, you know, racked almost seven rebounds last uh, year. So, um, you know, he, he has potential. He could, maybe he could be that defensive uh, stopper guy that we need, you know, on the team. And then uh, to round out the um, – let me see. To round out the um, the draft night, they also uh, they also uh, drafted or- Orgigen Jamazic. <laughs> don't quote me on what, whatever that is. But they don't – they expect uh, – but don't expect to buy your um, Jaramaz jersey anytime soon because – He's expected to uh, remain in the European League uh, next year, so that's a guy yeah. who they're gonna, you know, um, you know, let them let him develop uh, overseas. And uh, the other notable note um, of the draft night, obviously, other than signing Nilakina, is that Knicks drafted undrafted prospect Nigel uh, Hayes. And as you guys might remember, he was a star player on Wisconsin who, uh, during the March Madness, he ripped into New York City. Let me let me quote this guy. This is the guy who the Knicks signed uh, who was undrafted. Listen to what, listen what this guy said. And I quote, this is not me saying this. I quote him. I don't really like New York. It's too big. It's dirty. There's trash everywhere. There's too many people, and it's cold right now. It's not to look at the movies and stuff, but I've had my share of it. I'm going to come here and win some ball games. Okay, now here's what he said. That was before. Here's what he said, hypothetically speaking, if he, if he got drafted by the Knicks. You have no choice. It's just something you have to live with. And sure enough, the guy played a practical joke on him because sure enough, he signed with the Knicks, you know, undrafted. So this guy who who ripped into the Knicks, he signed after he was undrafted, talking all this smack about the Knicks, and now the Knicks signed him. Yeah. I mean, what a hypocrite. <laughs> like oh John Rocker. Yo, he's going to yeah. get... Yeah, <laughs> we just officially signed John Rocker, you know, to, to the Knicks, man. I mean, my goodness, man. This guy, uh, you would have signed a guy who says, I don't really like New York? Then don't come here. Don't come here. Yeah, okay, we know there's trash. There, there's trash in New York City. I mean, that's obvious. There's a lot of people. But there's yeah. a reason why there's a lot of people. I mean, it's the arguably the greatest city in the world, man. People from all over the world. Come here. They risked their life to come over here. Exactly. And this dude want to talk smack about New York? Then don't sign here. Don't come over here, dude. Come, we don't need you. Yeah, <laughs> he was talking all that trash about New York City before the draft, and then 
he they, he doesn't get drafted on draft night, and then Knicks take him, and you know, and he's not Knicks. He's not officially part of the Knicks roster. I think the Knicks signed him to a um, like probably like a D league or something like that. Or yeah, um, like some type of uh, let me, let me tryout squad deal or or something like that. I forget, but um, he's yeah, not, the, summer, not a, the summer league. Yeah, that's his. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not. It's not. He's not officially a Nick, but they signed him to their summer league. Right. I mean, the guy has some potential, but I mean, this dude, man, you go talk all that smack, and you don't even get drafted. Exactly. Dude, man, take take a bunch of skips, man. Don't <laughs> don't even raise your hands in class, man. That's just that's just embarrassing right there. Yeah. And they actually handle. Well, he better help. He better. I, if this was any other team, I'd say, man, he better help. He 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 bring a championship to that city. But since it's the Knicks, unfortunately, uh, we know that's not gonna happen. At least until the year three thousand. So, <laughs> but at least make the Knicks be mediocre in five hundred and make make us go maybe win a game in a playoff round in the first round. You know, let's 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 set the bar low for him, or at least for the Knicks organization, pretty high. You know, because. Yeah. Man, the, the things that are going on in, in in this franchise, man. We love this franchise, man, for over 20 years. This is the only team I know. The only team I'm a root for. You know, I'm a, I'm a born fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm with a, you know what I mean? But it's really hard. It's really hard to be a Knicks fan. And obviously, if you're if you're like a a bandwagon or a casual sports fan, I mean, everybody knows that the Knicks are. When you're watching the news or you're watching like video game stuff or Anything unrelated, and they talk smack about the Knicks. You know you're having a bad season. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know we talk about this every year. I mean, you could play any clip from from the show from 2009 on, with the exception of 2013, and it's basically the same thing. Knicks need a lot of help, but hope, we're, but we're hoping, praying that Nidalkina can uh, can form a wonderful. Uh, cohesion with, with Porzingis, Kuzmingis, and uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy, uh, Herman Gomez. And hopefully, if he's here, which most likely, you know, as of right now, he's still on the team. He has a no trade clause, so technically, he, he can't go anywhere without him, you know, without him agreeing to it. Even though uh, Phil Jackson is really ruining his trade value by badmouthing him you know, while he's on the team, after he signed him to a contract extension with a no-trade clause, you know, there's no history at all time low. So if they trade him, they're not going to get anything of equal value back. Yeah. um, At this point, you know, I'm still unsure on whether they're going to trade Melo. They might just have to stick with him, you know, and – Wait till his contract yeah. expires uh, next year, right? It's, I mean, See, man, that, that's what we've been doing this show. That's what we've been doing this show for like since '09, man. You read my mind. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying, man. Hold on to him, man. You're gonna be horrible with him, and you're gonna be horrible without him. At least yeah. wait until next year, where he's a expiring contract. You know, he's gonna make a lot of money. Combined with this year and next year, he's gonna make a combined fifty-four million dollars. So, uh, what, two years from now, he's going to have expiring contract? 
So just, you know, hold on to him. Let the contract get off your books, and then you pursue somebody in the future. Or you could use it as a training trip when it's an expanded contract, and Melo could still be, you know, a, a good player. He could probably still score a barn injury this year. You know, he could still be a, a you know a great scorer. You know, for a team, especially a championship team. But um, I would hold on to him. But we'll see what the Knicks are going to do about that. Um, yeah, I mean, and also don't trade Porzingos, please. Keep Porzingis. Yes, please don't. But yeah, but Eric like it does look like he. Absolutely, man. He, you can't trade a homegrown guy with so much potential. It'd be like the, the Yankees trading Aaron Judge, which we'll, you know, we'll talk about later on. Say, um, yeah, we're back. Well, you know, shifting, shifting gears. Uh, yeah, let, let's talk about the money in the bank, man. And uh, you know, pretty much, I, I, I guess, guess most of them right. You know. But uh, let's 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 get on to it. If you don't believe me, listen. To, you know, check out last week's episode. You know. But uh, yeah, let's 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 go. Let's get on to it. Um, the the tag team match, the Hype Bros versus um, what was it against the um, was it the Colons? Or, I think Colons. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 um, I I was wrong with that one. The the pre one pre game one, the pre match one. You said that um that um high bros blue win and they sure enough they did win. So I was wrong about that. Now let's get to the women's match. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella versus Natalia versus Timina. Now remember I said they're gonna likely have Carmella win for a, a villain, you know, a villain lady to win. And I picked, and rightfully so, I picked Carmella to win. And but the, the biggest controversy about the whole thing is that there's some people who are really offended that Ellsworth technically won the won the money in the the woman the first ever woman's money in the bank. Yes, James Ellsworth, a man. He climbed up a lad, a match that was exclusively for the women. The first time. You know, women competed in a Money in the Bank ladder match. And, uh, you know, the victory was tainted because James Ellsworth climbed up, removed the removed the briefcase. Technically, he would have won if he was the opposite gender. And he dropped it for his friend who he thinks is his girlfriend, but Carmella is just basically using him to help him win matches, as evident as uh, last Sunday. And she won her biggest match of his, her, the biggest match of her career, and uh, she became the first ever woman's Money in the Bank ladder match. So, as a result, there was a lot of controversy, a lot of negative controversy, which WWE seems to love, because they love to PO, make their fans PO'd with with uh, boneheaded decisions like this. And uh, as a result, on SmackDown, they stripped. Carmella of the title, and they're going to battle it out. It's going to be a rematch to determine who's who's going to be the real woman's Money in the Bank ladder match champion. So that match, that rematch is going to go down on SmackDown this uh, Tuesday, so we'll find out who wins. I assume uh, Carmella will win again. But we'll see what happens. What was your thoughts on the whole thing? I thought that... uh. 
you know, the match was a no disqualification match. And, you know, James Elworth, you know, he saw the opportunity to go up there and, you know, help out Carmella. I mean, it was a no disqualification match, so there's really nothing you can do about it, you know? So, I mean, there is a controversy where, you know, people are saying that he should be <laughs> the woman's champion. But, you know, I, I don't think it matters anyway because, you know, it, it wouldn't have count if he did, if that actually did happen, if they made him the women's champion. So, I mean, he got it for well, Carmelo. He did, he did Carmelo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, 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 removed he, he, the <laughs> he did get the belt, and technically he should be the women's champion. But, you know, again, this is a no disqualification cap, so anything goes. Yeah, so, you know. He gave it to Carmella. Carmella's a champion, and now we just have to accept it and move on, you know? So, yeah, but I now, mean, the contender uh, for Daniel the women's championship, I should say. Yeah. But now Daniel Bryan re- returned the um the decision, so they're going to battle it out to determine who is the real winner. And I think so we'll uh, Carmella will probably win that one again. I think so, too. So... Absolutely. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, New Day versus Usos. Uh, if I remember something right, I think I picked New Day. Did you Did you pick New Day also? Uh, you know, I, I don't even remember. I can't remember. Maybe I, I, maybe I did. I I yeah, maybe I did pick New Day, yeah. But they I, didn't I win the title. I think this was titles, the match though. I was really on the fence. Yeah, I think the match, I think, I think this was the match, like a match that we really had we were on the fence about who was winning, but I think I, I think I did pick New Day, but I, I could be wrong. I'd have to uh, next week, I mean last week, and uh, let you guys know what I what I did pick. But I think I did pick New. I think I did pick New Day. Technically, they did win because um, it was um, you know, by pinfall uh, countout. I think it was. Um, you know, the Usos purposely got themselves counted out, so. The New Day won the match, but they kept the title. So I guess Hooray were sort of right, but Usos retained the title thanks to the countout. So I guess we're technically right on that that situ- that situation. So I guess we're I guess we were right again. <laughs> Naomi versus Lana. This was apparently Lana's first uh, like second ever match. I think this was this was like her first singles match. So, uh, as we had suspected, Naomi won and Lana lost. Um, let me see what else happened. So, we were both right about that. So, Naomi is still the woman, SmackDown's woman's champion. So, um, yeah, we were right about that. And then, what I was um, hinting at last week about uh, uh, WWE Diva returning uh, was, of course, uh Maria Canales, she returns. My baby. Uh, of course, you you diva from. Uh, I think she did the diva search before she became a diva. Uh, you know, during the um, what the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, you said the biggest crush. So she on returned. Her. Right, she she's fine. But she, she returned uh, after she she's been you know bouncing around other wrestling companies. I think honor. Uh, TNA, I, I believe, also, and she returned with her real life husband, Mike Bennett, who uh, 
change his name to uh, Mike Canales, you know, for storyline purposes, and they basically have like a, uh, what you don't call it, a bachelor slash bachelorette kind of gimmick going on. So it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with that, you know, with that coupling, you know, that couple storyline purposes, who they're going to feud with. Um, and then, of course, you got the the WWE match, Jinder Mahal retaining the title against uh, Randy Orton, as I suspected. There was shenanigans. This was basically a repeat of um, the last pay-per-view event they fought when uh, when uh, Jinder Mahal won the title. Basically, the things, you know, interfered again. But the only thing that was different was that you know there were some Hall of Fame legends who were um, who had you know who are synonymous with wrestling in uh, St. Louis, which is uh, Randy Orton's uh, hometown. You had um, a Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Bob Orton Jr., which is Randy Orton's real life uh, father, uh, Ric Flair, uh, among other you know legends who were there. And as I as I called it, even though. Randy Orton picking against Randy Orton is basically rooting against, you know, you know, voting against John Cena, but, you know, you know how WWE is when a when a hero is at home, you can mark that down for a loss. So, as a result, uh, Randy Orton with the help with interference of the Singh brothers, I think they got involved with uh, Orton's dad for the the distraction. And uh, Randy Orton, you know, RKO'd the guys, but Jinder Mahal hit the his finisher, the Kala, the Kalas, and defeated him yet again. So winner and still WWE champion Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I didn't and, think Jinder uh, Mahal was gonna lose that match. I mean, you know, yeah, he I just think so either. Got the the title uh, last month, so I don't see mm-hmm. him losing the title probably until SummerSlam, maybe. Absolutely. So yeah, we were right about that too. Uh, looks like it, it, for me, other than the pre the pre show match uh, with the Hype Brothers, I think I've gotten everything right. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see. What was I gonna say? So then afterwards, they uh, didn't they have like a, a surprise match with the um the Fandango and what's his name Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze versus Ascension. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. They did, but yeah. this was a surprise match, so nobody knew this was gonna happen. So, Brizango won. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I gotta give them credit. You know, they're 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 fashion files. You know, you know, copying off of like old eighty show cop shows like Miami Vice, Law and Order. You know, it's really working. It's a funny skit. Yeah, I mean they've but, uh, um, they're the w, WWE is really pushing these guys. You know, I could see them with the uh, tag team titles very soon. Absolutely, the fans are really. I haven't seen the fans got over like, uh, you know, like a uh, mid card talent since um Zack Ryder like in 2011. You know, so we'll see what happened. Oh, and uh, yeah. I guess also Heath Slater. He slated um, when he tagged him with Rhino uh, last year. Yeah. Or was it earlier this year? Probably was like late last year. Last year. Right after the, the 
No, I was it this year. I can't even remember. Might have been earlier this year because the, the 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 split. No, well, but I think it was before the. Wait, didn't the split happen last year? Uh, this early this year, didn't it? Yeah. No, no, that was the the draft. The draft. Oh no, yeah, yeah, it was, it was last year. It, split was last year, yeah. Right. That's when. That's when the the you know Heath Slater got popular after the you know the, the um the you know the the draft of last year. Yeah. Yeah, the split I should say, right. And then afterwards, um then afterwards, uh what was it? Around that time too, um James Ellsworth was popular too uh, for a moment. You know, yeah. feuding with AJ Styles, being part of uh Ambrose versus um Ambrose versus um Styles' feud. But um yeah, the you know, congratulations to Brizango, you know, they're they're running the momentum right now. But uh last but not least, you got the 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 main event, the the ladder match, the men's uh money in the bank ladder match. And uh, of course you had um style AJ Styles, the aforementioned AJ Styles, you had Baron Corbin, you had Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, the U- US champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh of course Dolph Ziggler. As I suspected, Baron Corbin did win. Like I was saying, they were teasing AJ Styles or Ken Nakamura to win the title. They even had that towards the end of the match that both of those guys were like teasing uh, maybe a SummerSlam feud with the two of those, two of them. And uh, you know they both were climbing up the ladder at one point. And uh, as I suspected, Baron Corbin. The last guy I wanted to see win the match, I, you know, I wanted to see Styles or or Shinsuke Nakamura win the the match, but I had a feeling, you know, WWE loves villains and they love to stick it to their fans. So yet again, another win wins again, and and this time wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. So congratulations to Baron Corbin. He is the new um, Money in the Bank ladder match winner, you know, on the men's side. But this time I'm assuming he's gonna he's gonna cash it in, but like Damian Sandow and John Cena due to uh I think Big Show's interference. He's gonna yep. be the third man ever to win the money in the bank and not uh be able to cash it in. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And um and not Nakamura uh I thought I think Nakamura He's getting a big push with WWE right now, and I think maybe before the year end he could be champion. Maybe even you know, don't you think? Yeah, possible. Yeah, I think so. But the the problem is, is uh, you know he, you know English is not his, he, you know he's a phenomenal talent. You know English is not his first language. Yeah. Um, and he and he thinks he's Michael Jackson. You know, he, yeah, you do think he's Michael Jackson. So, I don't know. They, I don't think they should give him long-winded speeches. You know what I mean? His yeah. strength is, you know, that he could, he could fight. You know what I mean? I think they should, like, you know, accentuate that more instead of, you know, having him talk on the mic. Kind of like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, you know, who is going to be facing Samoa Joe finally. At the Great Balls of Fire pay per view event. Great Balls uh, of Fire. Awesome match. Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to definitely preview that one when that pay per view event comes uh, next month. 
But um, yeah, for but that, that's gonna be an awesome pay per view event. But um, well, thanks to that match, I mean they gave it the worst name ever. But we'll, you know we'll talk about that more later. Uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, you know, typical WWE lately this year, the buildup has been horrible, but um. The the pay per views have been good except the endings. The endings are craptastic, and that's what making it that's what making these matches like lose their rankings. Like the matches are good, you get involved in it, and then they give you some silly, ridiculous ending that makes you scratch your head, and it just brings down the whole match. It, it just takes you know the ranking from a ten or a nine or a ten type of match and bring it down to like I don't know a seven. You know if you're generous. I mean that's how bad the title, the the um these endings for these pay-per-views. I mean these like these like these matches on the show they were like predictable. Like in my opinion, you know, once you you know try to think like WWE does cuz WWE loves to to poke poke at their fans. So basically it was a heel a heel day basically. You know. Yeah. And it's not even the heels that like fans like like, really, really love, like, Baron Corbin, I mean, Baron Corbin, I mean, you know, he, I don't know, his his mic skills is, leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. Yeah, he needs to improve on that. A lot, a lot of superstars, I think, need to, need some improvement on the mic. There's, there's not that many yeah. with great mic skills these days. Stop reading the script. Stop yeah. reading, stop making, stop making him read the script, WWE, just let him talk. But, it is what it is, man. Um. Yeah. Um. Anything you want to talk about? I know Aaron, Aaron Judge hit another home run again. Twenty six yeah. home run. What was your What was your thinking about? Because you went to the game. Yeah, uh, I was at the game, and uh, yeah, he hit a home run. Uh, luckily, I wasn't in the. Unfortunately, I should say I wasn't in the section where he hit the home run. But yeah, he hit his twenty six home run of the year. Unfortunately, the Yankees lost eight to one. Uh, I mean, right now we're in a bad stretch where we've lost um, nine of our last 11 games, and the bullpen has not been great. Clifford right now is, you know, every time he comes in, he gives up tons of runs. So, I mean, we might have to go out there and find some bullpen help. Um, I heard that the the, uh, Tigers just released K-Rod, so maybe the Yankees go after K-Rod and bring him on, you know, to help the bullpen, but yeah, I mean, uh, lately the bullpen's not been looking good, and uh, the offense has been kind of uh, inconsistent as well. So, um, so we got to pick it up because right now we had a three we had a three or four game lead several weeks back. Now we're tied with the Red Sox for first place. We might be behind them right now in the American League division. So um, we need to uh, start playing better. I feel you, man. I mean, uh, both team, both New York teams aren't doing well. I mean, the Yankees haven't been well lately, and of course, you got um, you got uh, the Mets. On the other hand, they got swept by the Dodgers uh, earlier this week, but then uh, luckily they they salvaged the series uh, against the Giants. They've won uh, they won the first two games. They're gonna try to win the last game uh, later ten later today. But um, what was I gonna say? You know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what um, 
what happens with the 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 Mets because the Mets is like really they're they're out of it. They're they're gonna sell the there's rumors that they're gonna sell the whole team, you know, and rebuild for this year, trade Bruce, trade Cabrera who demanded the trade after having a horrible season. Uh, you know, Reyes might be on the block. Um Duda definitely will be most likely be traded because uh you know he this is gonna be his his walk here. Uh who else? Um Reed Maybe Blevins, uh, I forgot somebody else. But, yeah, it looks like they're going to clean house. But, you know what, the the, the Mets are definitely not going to go on a run. I'm, I know they had a miraculous run last year, but, you know, this year is, you know, they're they're out of it. The the, the starting pitching has been horrible, with the exception of uh, these past couple of games. The ground has pitched well. He won his seventh game uh, Saturday night, so... You know they're just gonna try to sweep the series against uh, the Giants, but it's a little too it's a little bit of too little too late. So unfortunately, you know that's it for the Mets this year. But you know I I want to thank you Mac for coming on the show. Thanks man. And uh, anytime man. And I want to thank you all, ladies and gentlemen. For listening to another episode of Sports Religion, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.